Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 47, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm the on-time Luke. Oh, on-time Tony. <laughs> I've been waiting for you for like half an hour. Yeah, what, what were you doing? Like putting your uncle's website up or something? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the excuse everyone uses, it's I know. It's your go-to excuse. It's, it's more popular than my dog ate my homework. Yeah, it's like, why were you late for the funeral? Um, I was putting my uncle's website up. <laughs> there you go. Um, welcome, not just to you listening, mm. but to you, Tony. Welcome. What do you back. think would be worse? Is it worse being late for a wedding or a funeral? Well, mm, that's a good question. I'd go wedding. Which part of the wedding do you talk in the ceremony? Yeah. I and which part? Which part of the funeral do you show up? Were they waved by the sausage rolls? Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, not the catering, uh, the bit where they like talk to about the dead person. Eulogies. You walk in during a eulogy? Yeah. Or after that? You have to walk in and fart really loudly and either. Oh. Which one is it going to be? It's almost like you're putting a hypothetical on me. Speaking of which, I've got a hypothetical for you. Um, if you had to choose between a wedding and a funeral yeah, to walk in yeah. halfway through and fart loudly, which oh. would you choose? Um, I'd probably go the funeral. Because, really? yeah, because... You can blame the dead body. Yeah, you know, escaping gas. <laughs> like what's, you know, what's that smell, right, guys? I just think, like, <laughs> potentially you might encounter a bridezilla who does not fear... It doesn't fear well when you walk in and expel gas from your anus really loud <laughs> at a wedding. At, at a funeral, everyone's quiet and sopping, you know, you walk in, let one go, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'll... Beryl. Beryl, yeah. <laughs> in the coffin would have loved to fart. She'd love to fart. Yeah. So there we go. And it, I suppose as well, if, at a funeral, if there's a lot more old people around, you kind of just blame them. Yeah, I'd be like, pointing oh, them out. Jesus, what are they Cheryl. feeding you in that rest oh, Cheryl and Beryl. Yeah. What's your... I know you're upset about your twin sister, but yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the catering at the rest home, it, you know, that's criminal what they feed some old people. <laughs> Um, so you've been overseas since last time we spoke. Yeah, I've been over the Pacific Ocean. Oh, yeah? Uh, that one specific ocean? Yes. Which ocean? Uh, the specifically Pacific one. <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves, people who say Pacific when they should say specific. Does everyone have that pet peeve, do you think? Uh, I think so. What makes a peeve a pet peeve? I think it's one that you hold very dear and it riles you up <laughs> and feed it each day yeah put out a water of, dish. i mean i guess there's stuff that annoys us there's stuff that peeves us off mm. um but we're a, a pet peeve is obviously what's that <laughs> it's just some rambunctious people outside your house Ugh. see that's a pet peeve of mine i'm just turning up a neighbors phone, neighbors so. screaming at me like we'd be at the dog next door that's a pet peeve now there's sirens, sirens going on yeah. do you know on the way here i had to do that badass move where um, you get to go through the red light because there's a, car, a cop car behind oh, you with no, the sirens it is on. badass. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And and I, then I was like, well, I'm not, I don't think I should go too far out of my way. So I did a U-turn on a double yellow <laughs> to get around to the right way again. Ah, you should have just followed the cop. All the way, They baby. were behind me. Yeah, followed through. No, no, but they weren't coming towards where I was going. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> just end up in <laughs> yeah. the other side of town. Yeah, be a vigilante. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, um, I operate outside the law. Yeah, it's like there's you know there's the policia, and then there is Luke the vigilante. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm Luke the vigilante. I will assist you, <laughs> apprehending the scumbag. 
All right, so you've been overseas since last we met. Yes. That one specific ocean. Yes. Um, anything worth reporting back on in your travels? What's the outside world like? Because um, I pretty much wait in here in this room until yeah, I the did. Next I week's did episodes. check to see if when I was in the states if there were any reviews for a podcast. And there are none. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyone listening who wants to review us in the <laughs> iTunes or Google ever, Play Store. We've ever asked to review, is No, we? no. I think we've been curious about whether there were any, and I have con- you know, confirmed that there aren't. You've, you've ventured abroad so and gone to discovered Asia that there and wasn't there are no, any. no reviews. And <laughs> I've uh, yeah, gone to North America, and there are no reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in North America who wants to throw us a review will throw you a sticker. Um, went to... LA and Vegas. Yes. Had a bit of... I was tripped up a wee bit in Las Vegas. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Talk about losing money in Las Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. I lost money on snacks and drinks. As in you paid for them and didn't eat them? I went to this wee... We're trying to... We're sort of running a bit um, behind for the... the, uh, Going going out that evening and we needed to go and get some pre-show drinks. Mm -hmm. Being true uh, blue kiwis. Mm. Wanted to pre-load. You wanted to preload because yeah. it's cheaper. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, at least I thought it was. Do we need to explain what preloading is or is it self-explanatory Pre- by the way? Preloading is, you know, buying copious amounts of alcohol from an off-license, a bottle store, <laughs> a liquor store, a supermarket. Any, pretty much anywhere in America. Drinking it as quickly as possible yeah. and then going out and then you have to buy like two drinks out rather than seven. Yeah. Because you've already been buzzed. Yeah. It's a real problem here. <laughs> but anyway, I tried that. Um, and yeah, went to a wee store on the, the strip and I thought, oh, I'll just get a couple of my Mike's Harder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. And I got a couple of Limeritas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No Strawberritas. No. You know, I, go, I, go... I was, I've been meaning to bring this one up. I figured that's a pretty good story for a podcast. Yeah. The time we were, we were in America and you bought some. It was Budweiser strawberry. Yeah, because I, I love the Lima readers. I'm a big Lima reader fan. Yeah. And I thought, I might try the strawberry because I do like, I do like a little strawberry. I yeah. dabble that way. So this was in a, in a hotel room in Seattle. Seattle it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you just started turning red. <laughs> like, like your whole body was embarrassed. <laughs> like it wasn't just my face. It was my entire body went yeah. red. You just turned like red. Yeah. It's so so uh so weird and i remember asking like can you breathe okay like, and you're fine, like I'm checking just... in the mirror like oh my god i'm red <laughs> yeah, yeah like, so you're like the strawberry case made of you... blushing all over your body the funny thing for me about that is that you're like eh, and carried on them. <laughs> <laughs> i paid for them like yeah so that desire to taste yeah. the strawberry was was t- not even a, a little bit uh, waning due to your entire body turning yeah. red from the red dye. <laughs> I just haven't bought them since. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, bought a couple of lime readers, a couple of Mike's Harders, bought some... Did you turn green? No. Mm. Bought some corn chips. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, some of that um, spicy, cheesy dip. Yep. Went through... It's good stuff. Yep, the checkout. Yeah. Um, my my phone is set up so when it when I swipe the card it comes and converts the New Zealand dollar amount for oh, yeah. me so yep. it's quite handy. Yep. So for these four drinks, these chips and this cheese thing, yep. it came to sixty seven New Zealand dollars. <laughs> oh, that is an exchange rate, isn't it? <laughs> but even that was like forty six US dollars. Why for the stuff? Because everything was like ten dollars. <laughs> That's not usually the case, is it? It was. Crazy. I remember it being very cheap. 
and yeah and even like drinks out when we went to um show like get a couple of vodkas oh those were always insane yeah, they were like um they were like 36 new zealand for those two vodkas yeah and we got some like uh, some more drinks at the show and they put they ch- again it was a ludicrous amount for them yeah but they put so much vodka in them they were undrinkable because uh, they they think they're doing that to yeah. give, do you a favor and make you but get your money's worth couldn't drink them so i sat the entire show and i could sip it i was like oh this is just horrible it's just too much vodka in it yeah um so you end up pouring all this vodka around. so yeah kind of got ripped off on drinks in vegas <laughs> um but next night found a more uh affordable mm. center of beverages <laughs> to indulge in center of excellent beverages mm. but did a uh, smelly copter tour over the vegas strip that was quite good fun helicopter yep for those of you playing at home yeah had to tip the helicopter pilot what do you tip a pilot i give him 10 bucks is that good i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few people say you should have tipped him before the flight because that will encourage him to fly safe. And I'm like, well, surely yeah. he's going to die though. Yeah, he's die. in the he's also in the helicopter. It's not <laughs> you, a remote just, control. Yeah, I mean, obviously, an ejection seat in a helicopter is not a good idea. Mm. That would jettison you through the the blades, but they don't exist. So he's not going to throw you out the door. <laughs> and then people after us came and got on board, and they had opted for the doorless. Oh yeah. Take I've done the doors that. off. Yeah, yeah. I've been in a helicopter with no doors. Oh, Have you? No. The people yeah. behind me had that. I was terrified until we took off, and then it was like, oh, this is yeah. actually fun. Did it feel like Nam? A little bit. Nam. Yeah. Yeah. I felt Hanging like out the door, like doing this, which is yeah. a visual thing, but that thing where you like spin your finger in a oh, helicopter I motion. Meant, I thought you meant your dilly. <laughs> nope <laughs> getting your willy and spinning it around doing the helicopter out the door yeah my anyway. my helicopter experience was um i was in the back seat of a helicopter that um had like the bare minimum of seat belt and they even <laughs> it's like tooth floss it like was that. it had like a quick release thing yeah that they just duct taped over so that they didn't accidentally <laughs> knock it and fall out <laughs> um yeah and then i was filming so it was kind of like i was if i was oh, a little the terrified thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so if i was a little terrified then i could just concentrate on what i was doing and you kind of take your minds off it but um also flying along probably less than five meters from the wing of a plane that's pretty insane nice yeah it was cool a little bit jelly about that yeah i yeah a bit of a jelly monster that's one of my highlights of my job so yeah. so yeah did that that was america listen to the podcast in vegas so we put nevada up there on the, uh, the board it's a bit of a cheat but hey we'll take it it's, 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 we've got excess it's pins show. it's a show it's still lots of show yeah so still lots of pins to go around for the show so just a reminder tweet us if you're listening from places that aren't on the board if you want to know what's on the board uh just tweet us where you are and yeah. we'll tell you yeah Tweet us where you are, and even if it's on there, I promise I will reply. And not in a desperate way. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds later. we got so many back. people like trying to get in touch with us that I can't even be sure I'll reply. But, yeah. But yeah, try fine. your luck. <laughs> <laughs> you may be surprised. Um, I've got a little article. I haven't got a hypothetical or any of those other fun things, but I've got another fun thing. Um, you're across the time traveler from 2030 yes good to see him here enjoying the show <laughs> on um, if he subscribed so it came to light and is he one of our subscribers or? um don't know certainly not a reviewer hint hint mm. Mm. 
first reviewer gets a sticker? No, all of them would get a sticker. Even bad reviews? Bad reviews also get a sticker. <laughs> There'll be things like, what is if this? Got, and, if you've got one review and it's a one-star review. Yeah, one-star, can't understand New Zealand accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like shit flight of the Concords. Yeah. This is supposed to be a paranormal podcast and they mostly talk about nudity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, time Traveler from 2013. Oh, actually, we've got to tell you something. Yep. When I was listening, I listened to part of the podcast in Vegas and part in LA, so I can mm. say I've listened to it there. When I was listening to the so part, say, yeah. yeah, when I was listening to the part about us seeing each other naked, I was naked in the shower listening to that. <laughs> that really crosses yeah. some lines. And I was just listening and then it came, and that bit came on. I was like, oh, I think we talk about naked too much. Yeah. 20% less naked from <clears throat> okay. now on. It's a New Year's resolution. Is it too late for <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, this one will be coming out just before our one year anniversary. Mm. And I say that and toast. you act surprised, but you told me when oh, I got we here. We toast here. <laughs> we toast? You got your beery over there? It's finished. Oh. Um, nope. So nope. no. <laughs> 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 all right well toast to me <laughs> and you so in that one year we What's missed changed? What's we missed changed? one episode yeah and then had a holiday break so i think that's a pretty good run we've um, grown up a wee bit you know the iron ball's got a new cover you yeah. now stand up i stand up down. now i used to sit down yeah um i use a rubbish bin for a mic stand yeah that's new that's new <laughs> um we're less nervous if you think, yeah. <laughs> listen to the first few and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe we've done this. And only like six people listen to those yeah. anyway. And most of them were our friends and family. Oh, there's so. more than that. There's a lot more than that now. But yeah, now there is. That's yeah. actually the the most, annoyingly, to be honest, it's the most listened to one because yeah. people like to start at episode one yeah. or they listen to the latest and then they go listen, back. They listen to episode one they're like, oh, that sounds kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. It's I don't like, really no, know how no, to handle no, that. No. Trust me, we, we might got need better. to add something at the beginning saying it's, you know, Welcome to episode one. Sorry. Listen to this. Apologies. We <laughs> yeah. do get better. Just start from about Just episode eight. hang in there. I think about episode eight, we started getting a bit more slick. Because yeah. we're so slick now. Yeah. That's why you call me Slick Rick. Slick Willy. Slick Dick. <laughs> 20% less nudity. And dick jokes. <laughs> Johnson. Uh, <laughs> just move it right in there, yeah. yeah. No. All right, so we've got an article about a time traveler. So in next week's episode, you wouldn't just interject with Johnson randomly. That's <laughs> help us. The new sign off. Yeah. Uh, the time traveler from 2030 who passed a lie detector uh, made wild predictor. Dick, Dick. I oh, know. Don't wish you could travel back in time <laughs> and say that correctly. Passed lie detector makes wild predictions. It's the dick in that tripped you up because you're trying to keep dick <laughs> jokes out of it. Less dick. Yeah. Okay. Pre-ictions. <laughs> um, so, shall I read the article or jump straight to these bullet I reckon, points? I reckon, yeah, the article's a bit lengthy. You've, you've read this. You know you know about it. So, how do we describe what's going on here? I didn't read the article. I read this. Read the points. Okay. So, there's what, a guy the who... Way I read, the way I understand it, he is okay. from, like, 2030. Yep. That's right. But he'd originally come from... He went back to, like... 2021 it was from 2021 who went to 2030 who came back to this time i think that's about right uh sent from the year 2030 to prove skipping across years will soon be a reality usually went from early 99 to oh. like 2018 around here but when i got stuck i was in 2017 yeah kind of a jump backwards and forwards so yeah, yeah there's a couple of interesting things here um 
pretty much from reading his predictions, it makes me think the entire thing is bullshit. But mm-hmm. hey, you know, maybe I'm would be yeah. And we 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 don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> no. Nor do we weed out potential crocs. Oh shit. Crocs. <laughs> I like crocs. Um, other quotes from person is. I have many body implications and things all over myself and I step in this giant dome and these things fire up and basically a large electronic weight basically pushes you through time. It feels like you got electrocuted. He claims he's had anti-aging pills to keep him at the same age while allegedly time travels. Yeah, so apparently he's 50 but he looks 25. Yeah. Um, When you travel you gain time. He told the host. See, when I travel, I gain weight because I'm always like eating at like fast food places and things like that. So I envious, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at some of the things that okay. he predicted for there's us. There's like eight big predictions here and then maybe there's a couple more. more what year time. did we say they're from? 2030? Yes. So 2030, which is not that far away. 12 years time. Um, here's what was what, 12 years ago? What was 12 years ago? Yeah, so it's like it'd be 2000, 2005. 2005. Six. Six. Yeah. Right. It really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. no. All right. Um, yeah. So, although when you think about it, there's a lot changed. Is there? Um, I s- Things are shinier. I saw, like, um, <laughs> this video of, like, a robot dog that opens a door. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's in the future. Next. Different. All these comments like, oh, it's scary. Yeah. Like, okay, so prediction number one. Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter will become the president. Okay. I'm assuming of the United States. They didn't specify, but people are like a president. large corporation or <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, you know, a fan club of some sort. Yolanda Renee club. King, the granddaughter of Martin Luther King Jr. will be U.S. president. She'll be 21 at the time, but they pass a law which basically makes it so you can be younger as a president. He says basically a heck of a lot. It must be a hip thing to say. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Uh, I'm just searching Yolanda Renee King. She's currently nine years old. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, maybe she'll do it. Cool. No one uses cable TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, no TV shit. still exists, but everything is more on personal devices. Cable is kind of barely usable anymore. More people use Netflix and a bunch of other streaming services. Isn't that Instead of cable, no one uses cable anymore. <laughs> you repeated that. Yeah. Oh, um, look at that. That oh certainly God. is oh already... God. Look at this. This is Yolanda yeah. meeting Barack. Ah, there's uh, a photo of the... Former president Barack with the, Obama with the future president meeting the future, future president, president as a small child. Yeah, well, she's already like nine, so yeah, <laughs> small child, Mrs. Mrs. President. So, do you think? I mean, in this country, definitely, there's probably a, there's. I would say there's a lot well, more people. When you have fiber internet, like myself, finally, as of four hours ago, and nine visits, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're going to. <laughs> Just wanted okay. to say, just wanted to say that this has been a long-running journey on the podcast, and yeah. I want to celebrate that uh, the future, while well, we're talking about the future, has arrived at my house. I now have fiber today, right? Today, four so hours ago. There's still time for it to go cataclysmically mm. wrong. Oh, haywire! Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll be back next week. We can talk <laughs> about it then. <laughs> It'll be a good segment. Um, uh, point number three of eight. Ready? 
Yeah, I'm prepared. There'll be a war. It won't be a world war, but it'll be a slight war. <laughs> it's his actual A quote. slight war? It'll be a slight war. Does that mean like that's a war on like thin people? Like who you may describe as slight? Because <laughs> it's always people. been the war on like, you know, weight gain. Mm. Is it going to go that's the opposite mean. way? Yeah, maybe. Like vegans or something, you know? <laughs> hmm. Thoughts on there'll be a war? I mean, um, there is. Yeah, there's always wars. There's always, aren't there? yeah, well, they're the just constant. This is a slight war. Like, does that mean that someone has a you know disagreement over you know you know over dinner at some point, and that escalates to what is a slight war? <laughs> yeah. Two families stop talking to each other. Yeah, like playing Monopoly, and like you know someone flips the board over, and that's the end of that, and that's a slight war. Like, I, I, I'd be confused about what slight war is. That to me is a slight war. My sister, growing up, would always be the banker. Would never run out of money. Mm, corruption at the highest level right yeah 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 that's the thing that starts (laughs) i was ready to start a slight war i'll tell you that (laughs) right now for free um because you don't like to be slighted no no it starts a war yeah (laughs) (laughs) a slight war um point number four there are cancer cures there is no cure to cancer because there are many forms of cancer, but there are cures to some really, really huge cancers out okay, there. Okay, so there's no cure to cancer, but there's cures to cancer is what we're getting out of this, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So far, this guy seems like a... I'm skeptical, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you are about to say the D word, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're doing less D jokes. Less D jokes. <laughs> um... I mean, that was just rambling. There is no cure to cancer because there are many forms of cancer, but there are cures to some really, really huge cancers. So if you've got a slight cancer, <laughs> then bad luck. Then you've got to take it to have a war about yeah. it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Number five. Yep. Scientists live on Mars. People are living on Mars right now doing scientific study. It's basically them doing scientific research. <laughs> this guy's just rambling. Wait, so scientists... Are basically doing science. I believe that. <laughs> and Mars? Yeah. I mean, if we can shoot a Tesla into outer space, and I'm kind of getting more confident that we can go to Mars. So. That you can go to Mars? We. You. You and I. We. <laughs> Us collectively. Oh, I didn't bring my things. You, me, and Elon. <laughs> um, you didn't pack a bag, did you? Is that... Um, has that Tesla got a back seat or is it a two-seater? Might be a two-seater. Yeah. Might be, you might have to sit in my lap. Sorry. <laughs> no. I'll sit in the boot. Next. Is there a boot? Next. <laughs> um, no one. <laughs> this is oddly specific. No one uses Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is out. No one uses that. It's but a bit like- Snapchat is still one of the big ones. <laughs> and there's also YouTube and Facebook Watch. It's like an alternative to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> is it like has like instagram gone the way of like periscope where it just kind of like died out and that was gone it's it's the myspace it will just disappear the bebo yeah there's all sorts gone. of i thought the gram was big but surely facebook owned the gram so why yeah, would I they mean... let the gram go by the way and introduce <laughs> facebook watch but it sounds like shit to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah I, at first i thought it was like facebook on your smartwatch which is already a thing. <laughs> but no, it's Facebook Watch. It's like an alternative Why to YouTube. Why would you call out the gram? Like, yeah. that's weird. I thought the gram... Oh. This guy's rambling, man. 
phones are becoming obsolete. We're actually going away from phones in the future. They're seeing what other things they can do on your body, like chips. Which, to be honest with you, contradicts TV still exists, but everything is on more personal devices. (laughs) (laughs) Point number two. Does it not? Or are these wearables? I I don't know. We're actually going away from phones in the future. They're seeing what other things they can do on your body, like chips. Does he mention the fax machines are coming, making a comeback? Or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what on earth is that? Ah, screaming child next door. Jeez, that's loud. They in your house. I had a screaming. Scream I had, had a bit of a screaming child on the flight back from LA mm. earlier this week. What do you do with that? Um. I what sort of a what zone. sort of a passenger are you? Do are you uh, get pissed off? I get pissed off. <laughs> Control your child. But then, did you see that story about that demonic child on that flight who screamed for eight hours from Frankfurt to oh Newark? No, no, that was a new kind of craziness. <laughs> um, like it wasn't it was it wasn't like a baby. It was like a toddler. It just screamed its head off. It was described as demonic, like possessed. It was just the the worst kind of. Um, disruption you can have from oh uh, like another passenger like the, it's gone kind of viral now look at it later on but whew, it's <laughs> it really worked me out i couldn't take it so i felt like better in the way that you know my sleep kept getting interrupted by a screaming child but mm. this child didn't stop for eight hours on this thing oh my goodness how does how do you not have like a sore throat i know so i was thinking too like you'd be yeah be horse yeah you would be, horse. be horse absolutely horse. absolutely horse all right, here's the last one, okay. which um, is kind of interesting. Um, humans can talk to aliens. We've commit, uh, sorry, we've confirmed the existence of aliens, but they're not incredibly intelligent. <laughs> right no, now. So is this like illegal aliens from Mexico, or is this like aliens from outer space? Racist. Right now, government has <laughs> communication with them, I mean, but the we don't Trump, know. the land of Trump, what do you expect? <laughs> In the future, we're in contact with aliens that are just as smart as humans, although we have many more advancements over them. Wait, so they're just as smart as us, but they're not quite as smart as us. Not incredibly intelligent, and then two lines later, just as smart as humans. I think this guy is not as smart as us. (laughs) You just think of those aliens that are not as smart as humans. Like, they're just kind of slack-jawed. Yeah. Yeah. Wandering like, around. Derp. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, so how do we communicate with them? Yeah, like, this kind of wasn't worth the wait, you guys. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're dumb. Like, yeah. we kind of No expected... wonder you're always crashing into things. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Why always crash UFOs? Yeah. You, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> like, you're slow. Sitting you're... there with a dumb looking look, yeah. on, a d- dumb look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Some dumb looking kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, thus ends the predictions from <laughs> why, why would, said just, Noah. That last one, though, like, why would you say that? Like, why would aliens be... I mean, what's his thinking? Even, I mean, I, I mean, my theory is he's making this all up, or he's delusional. Hmm. But why would you go with aliens that aren't as smart as us? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's an odd choice, isn't it? If it's a choice. It's an odd way to go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's an odd angle to take. Odd direction. Hmm. All right. Um... For those that are still listening, (laughs) (laughs) normally on the show, we would have um, uh, one of us come in and educate the other on a tale from the paranormal. Uh, This week is 
despite your international travel, it's your week. Mm-hmm. Um, let it be known. I was going to offer, but then I didn't because you said you were sorted by then. I was up early on Wednesday. The, when jet lag's your friend, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was up early at like 5 a.m. and I was like, got this thing to write. Because mm-hmm. um, you actually write them. You don't just Google them. Well, I kind of pulled this one together from other <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, this day, so we're staying close to home. Because I felt patriotic after being overseas, and I'm like, you know, feeling want to represent the New Zealand-ish thing in us. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, wave that Kiwi flag. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So um, today we're going to talk about um, sightings of black triangle craft in New Zealand. Oh. Ah. Interesting. So we're going to cover just a couple of cases here. There are a, a decent amount. Um, <laughs> to go through, we could yep. be here all night. Really? Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to stay the night though. I wasn't gonna. Well, you're not I invited. got sports to watch. You're not invited. Anyway, I've got New Zealandy sports to watch. Oh, perfect. Then we're on the same. We're on the same page. Here we go. So, um, this first one we're going to talk about is um, it occurred on the 19th and 20th of March of 2013. Mm-hmm. So about five years back. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened in uh, Dome Valley. Uh, which is kind of a nice name for sort of a UFO type thing. Mm, it sounds uh, like an American yeah. place. Dome Valley, Walkworth, North Island, New Zealand, which is a rural forested area, 60 kilometres or 37 miles north of Auckland, which is the big city. The big city. I'm going up Shitty. that way in a month or two. Nice. Yeah. Northland? Yeah, Northland. Ah. Dargaville? Oh, Darg. Darg. Well, maybe <laughs> Duck Pass here. So <clears throat> let, let's begin. No. So, oh, okay. Goodbye. Now. Toodles. In the early hours of the morning of March 19, 2013, a couple were in bed. When they found no more dick jokes. I said 20% less nudity. When they felt a tremendous shockwave hit the outside of their wood in house. (laughs) (laughs) Moving across the back of the building, rattling the iron roof and windows. Within a split second, they heard a loud explosion. Sound accompanied by a vivid blue flash of light. Sounds sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And a saxophone. Yeah. The sound came from a bushy hill directly behind (laughs) the house. You haven't just stumbled across the mills and booze. This is porn. I'm reading porn. (laughs) Porn. We said we said we're gonna clean this up. Yeah, well you said that before I wrote this. (laughs) Um the couple ventured outside with torches for about ten minutes. This is Reasonable time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking there may have been a plane crash or perhaps a meteorite had struck the ground. Mm-hmm. And as you recall, we've seen a meteorite into the Earth's atmosphere, so we'll be big on this. I didn't recall that. Yes, you did. Not this episode. Earlier episodes. Uh, warehouse. Just did, you see, did you see someone got married in that warehouse the other day? Really? Yeah. There was a, radio, one, like, a crappy radio station on a promotion to get married in the warehouse, and someone got married in the warehouse. What? I know. That Look it up tragic. later on. It is tragic. The oh, photos God. are just cringeworthy. So, Jeez. yes, it's like getting married in like a Walmart, but worse. <laughs> yeah, much worse. And giving it as a price. <laughs> and, and the people that work there, there are two types. The ones that want out and the other ones that bloody love it. For, for mm-hmm. some reason, they just live and breathe it. They're like 30 plus year veterans. Yeah. Uh, there was people that away, were there. Study, for, spend years studying and stay at the warehouse. They, there was people there that... We're there like 25 years when I was there, and they're still there. (laughs) It's crazy. 
How are they even that old? So it was a clear night and nothing untoward was visible, so the pair returned to bed, somewhat puzzled. At that point, they clearly heard several large trucks rumble past their house and come to a stop a short distance away, parallel to where the explosive sound had occurred. Mm-hmm. The witnesses commented that this was extremely unusual at that time of night. The next morning, the couple found their phone line was not operating and called a techie to check for faults. They also discovered their... You ready for this? Yes. Fax machine... <laughs> no. ...was burnt out. Oh, that's actually quite common rurally. Yeah. Yeah. With the circuitry melted, and the technician later told the couple the phone line was fried over a distance of five kilometres to the substation. Strange. Normally, this kind of fault could be caused by a lightning strike... However, there was no such weather in the area overnight. At around midnight on the 20th of March, which was the following evening, the female witness was up late watching television. Oh, television? Yep. Like cable or Netflix? Uh, Netflix and yeah. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2013 and we didn't have either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Prime. I like Amazon Prime. Getting yeah. into that. Yep. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries and Amazon Prime. Go for it. <laughs> uh, while her husband had gone to bed... Oh, Trouble in Paradise then. <laughs> uh, she suddenly heard an extremely loud sound, like jet engines thrusting, mm. and what seemed to come out of nowhere. She ran outside to the back of the house thinking, for a second time in as many nights, that a plane was about to crash. I probably wouldn't be thinking that. I think it's probably related to that thing I saw last mm-hmm. night. Yep. Um, the witness was shocked to see a large triangular craft at close proximity to the rear of the house, around two to 300 metres distant and at around 150 to 200 metres in altitude, slowly rising above the treetops, approximately where she and her husband had heard an explosive sound the previous night. The nose of the craft was pointing slightly upwards and the craft was drifting sideways as if sliding through the air. It Mm. slowly turned as if on a pivot. 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 (laughs) Pivot. (laughs) There's a t-shirt at um, Warner Brothers Till that had that great friend's line. It was pivot. (laughs) Pivot. Pivot. It's quite fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And moved behind the trees for a few seconds. Did you get coffee at the Central Perk then? Yeah. (laughs) Was it any good? Yeah. The worst coffee of my life was at that Central Perk in Warner Brothers. What? I, without fail, not even making this up. Dude. It was about 60% foam, and oh. the rest tasted like burnt filter coffee. Well, I, I'll go and for I a, ordered a flat, like a cappuccino. Oh, my God. I, when I go for Americano, like a long black, I just mm. like the black coffee. Yeah. And um, boyfriend went for a soy mocha. Mm. So It's a boyfriend soy. drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, worst coffee of my life. Damn. Central Perk from friends. Damn you, Gunther. <laughs> um, the witness watched the craft uh, for around 20 seconds as it drifted and changed direction. It moved right over the top of the house, tilted its nose upwards and rose, now more quietly, slowly up the ridgeline behind the house, briefly pausing near a transmitter mast, <laughs> transmitter mast positioned on the top of the hill. From there, it gained altitude rapidly, and the witness described how it suddenly shot away at phenomenal speed and disappeared within seconds. So continuing Whoa. my tradition of showing you photos that our, uh, you know, the people listening <laughs> can't appreciate, yeah. this is quite worth it. Because this witness has gone to the trouble of getting a piece of wood. She's painted right. it like a triangle 
Okay. But also, it's a, it's it's obviously it's a it's a tr- it's a triangle painted on a rectangle piece of wood. Yes. With a triangle coloured a pale colour and the sky and the rest of the wood colour dark black for the sky. Okay. And I show you the photos here of her holding it up of what it looked like. A triangle. <laughs> yeah, she's holding it up what? above her crappy deck <laughs> for the triangle that she has made herself. Just that's just a triangle of yeah. wood. It's like this was up in the sky. <laughs> mm. That's kind of cool. Kind of that trouble there. But didn't she say it was black? Uh, she said the. the or did was, you say it was black triangles? Was what you were kind of covering? I, yeah. thought, I thought I heard black somewhere. Yeah, it was black triangles. Is kind of, but black also potentially meaning a black project. <sighs> Get me on that technicality. Yeah. The witness described the underside of the craft as flat and smooth and of a pale, pearly metallic colour. There were three reddish-orange rings with black centres, one at each point of the triangle, which resembled hot, glowing metal, like afterburners, Mm -hmm. rather than actual lights. In the centre of the underside was a white strobe light rotating in a circular movement, movement, Movement. movement, and casting an intermittent short beam of light. When the craft was drifting over the hillside, the entire underneath of it was also illuminated by white neon strip lights. Um, remember when like cars used to have like like neon blue yeah, lights yeah. underneath them? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like this thing. This was 2013. I'm not sure if that was still popular. Um, <coughs> Carry on. Robotus. <laughs> you say? Um... So, in, in the white neon-like storm, uh, storm like a stormed, formed like a distinct pattern underneath it. So, as it moved over the house and gained altitude, the neon lights went out, leaving only the three red circles in the central strobe light. The triangle looked dark in the nightlight, and the witness noticed the top of the craft looked like a fighter jet with a slightly raised area or canopy. Oh, interesting. Mm. After the encounter, both witnesses sought answers and became aware of other worldwide reports of black triangles, many attributed to alien craft. Fun fact about black triangles, oh. sometimes they're not black in colour, it's black as in it's a secret yeah, project. Yeah, like a secret project, like a black yeah. project. Yeah. Black budget. Yeah. You, um, le- you, you learned something today. <laughs> However, they felt the object was possibly an advanced military aircraft, rather than of otherworldly origin, based on the fact that it was noisy, also, as opposed to reports of completely silent black triangles or UFOs, mm-hmm. the craft may have also been experiencing some sort of mechanical difficulties which compromised the stealthy properties of the vehicles. Sounds like it's sort of crashed in a, in a, in a bush. Yeah. It sounds like, doesn't it? Halfway around the world. Now, here's a question for you. You like answering questions. Yeah. If this was a secret, advanced, foreign military craft, why was it in New Zealand's airspace? And why? And was our Air Force, which is shit, aware of its presence? Because <laughs> it couldn't do anything about it. What were the truck noises? <clears throat> yeah. Where are they? Yeah. The witness later stated, I believe oh, an aircraft of some strange type okay, put you're gonna down need to, on the hill I behind us. I can't understand you. Alive. I'm going to cut off your microphone. <laughs> I, believe <an> aircraft <laughs> some, I believe an aircraft of some strange type put down on the hill behind us or was forced to land for some reason. It possibly remained silent in the air all the next day. Straight into my ear. And took off vertically from the bush directly behind us the following night. The hill behind the house is covered with dense forest. Dense? 
dense forest. I'm some dense. some forest that has been dense. I'm a bit dense myself. Yeah. Although the witnesses are aware of several large dense natural- like those aliens. Hey, hey, not even intelligent they're their stupid things again <laughs> although the witnesses are aware of several large natural clearings on the hillside but difficult to reach on foot uh, the description given by the witnesses resembles that of the TR3B craft ah, I knew it look I even googled it to show ah, you what the TR3B those was those are really small images <laughs> it's a preview <laughs> don't me. Just go. <laughs> a purported top secret US military flying triangle developed through the reverse engineering of alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. The TR-3B is reputed to have dual propulsion systems. Propulsion? Propulsion systems. Both, didn't get it right that second time either. Propulsion. Both, thank you. Both anti-gravity and conventional and said to be a high altitude reconnaissance platform with an outer coating that can change its reflective status, radar absorbency and colour. There you go. There's your colour bit. I should have said that from the beginning. So TR3B. Um, yeah. We've read Secret Machines. No, a bit about yes. this. Secret Machines with a K in the secret. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you want to you add anything to TR3B? Um, yeah. I mean, you kind of just said it. It's uh, supposed um, Area 51 type plane um, built by Lockheed Martin and reverse engineered from potentially what they found at the Roswell crash site yep. if we joined all of the dots throughout history. Or at least evolved from yeah. the technology that Operation Paperclip then reverse yeah. engineered from. If you if you read like Secret Roswell. Machines, the TR3B features heavily in that book. Yeah, they call it the Locust. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is interesting interesting to note unverified comments about the TR3B describe that at times an electrical discharge or circle of silver blue light glows around the circumference of the TR3B, which bring to mind the witness's description of a localized bright blue flash of light. Mm-hmm. Um, for many years, the Dome Valley area has been synonymous. I love that word. Yeah. It's like Tonne is synonymous with dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with UFO sightings and anomalous lights. A retired freight train driver has been reported as saying, I don't know where this quote came from and I cannot, can't verify it. Yeah. We're there now. Some of the drivers it. did not like the nighttime run through the Dome Valley, which was considered to be eerie and often unexplained flashes of bright blue light were seen and trains were buzzed by unusual objects um to the west of dome valley lies lies the kuiper harbor in 1965 a dc-3 pilot was flying over the harbor when he observed what he at first believed to be a stranded whale in an estuary as he verred his dc-3 aircraft for a closer look at the object it became evident to him that it was a cylindrical metallic shark 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 perfectly streamlined and symmetrical in shape resting on the bottom of the estuary after he filed a report the royal new zealand navy told him that it would have been impossible for any known model of submarine to have been in that particular area at that time due to the configuration of harbour and coastline are we going down the road of uso this was new zealand's first official report of a you yes oh <laughs> <laughs> unidentified submerged object so yeah it's a, like a, a uso there mm. so a good tale you there. love a good uso i love one 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, so we're jumping forward to the 11th of August, 2013. Just after my birthday. Just after your B day. Yeah. Um, and when down in as um, when I did the I did the speech thing on the Mac to listen to the story back to so make sure it all sounded sense, and it talks about Dunedin as Dunedin, <laughs> Dunedin, uh, which is south of here few hours drive south of where we are and on this other island from where this one was so at 3 a.m two witnesses have been sitting on a bridge what do you know i've done at 3 a.m sitting on a bridge <laughs> in like rural south otago come up on. to no good yeah naughty fellas smoking something <laughs> Just come on uh when a dull glow yeah, see that doesn't actually um give them much you know give their story much credit does yeah. it no <laughs> 3 a.m hanging out on a bridge just the two of them in dunedin yeah, yeah. dunedin gets cold too yeah and this is august so it's winter time oh uh when a dull glow appeared around them which they initially thought must have been caused by a lightning flash however it was a clear moon at night with stars visible so this makes me back to that experience i said about when i had that, was that episode flash. one wasn't it yeah that yeah. weird flash of light while I was hanging out with my friends who who were also smoking a little bit of uh, <laughs> the same stuff we're accusing these people of using. <laughs> so some parallels here. Um, the glow grew in intensity before changing to a strobing spotlight, alternating between two colours. And I'm querying whether this is in fact two colours. Is pinkish red and blue two colours, or is it three colours? Pinkish red. Pinkish red and blue. Pinkish red. Is that two colours or three colours? Two and a half colours at least. It's two colours. Alternating between at least two and a half colours. Pinkish colors. red and blue. Shining down on the startled men for several seconds before ceasing. Uh, they then observed an object surrounded by bright white light approaching silently, moving directly overhead the witnesses at treetop height. After pausing briefly, the light then tracked away along the valley at high speed, climbing in a northerly heading and accompanied by a whooshing sound Mm, interesting the white glow diminished as the object moved away revealing a dark there you go not your dark triangular (laughs) dark triangular shaped craft emitting a green glow from beneath with a yellow light on top of the object the nose of the craft was pointing upwards as it gained altitude as the object departed up the valley at high speed it left a clearly visible circular vapor ring behind it similar to the vapor cone created by an aircraft at high speed obviously as an aircraft approaches the sound barrier have you seen those like fighter jet photos of like yeah. speeding along with the vapor behind it yeah they're quite cool you can yeah. see like exactly the line of where they're breaking the sound barrier you almost. got it stud and this was followed by three or four more such rings before the object was lost from view there was no sonic boom Mm. um so there were a bunch more that had less detail but i'm going to pick one more mm-hmm. which was uh from recorded in new zealand skies it's uh, recorded pretty so these sides have been recorded pretty consistently over the past few years yep so here is one super brief report from ototahi christchurch christchurch which is where we live our little slice of paradise <laughs> yep okay so december of 2011 what were you doing december 2011 I have no idea. Good. Um, A witness sighted a large, fast-moving, solid triangular body with dull red lights around the exterior or perimeter. The witness thought the triangle was equilateral. That's equal on every (laughs) side, right? Yep. Uh, As apart from isosceles, which is the two main sides sides are the same with the rear end not. Yeah. I mean, yes. Geometry Uh, chat here. Yeah. Trig are there, are there, chat. Are there other type of triangles? Isosceles. Equilateral and... Right angle. What's a rhombus? 
It's um, like an oblong squished. Okay. You know, like like the the if it, uh, like this is your rectangle. Yeah. Yeah. And those sides go like that. Ah, oh, it's a rhombus. I think so. Is that a parallel? Is that a trapezoid? Game? Oh, who cares? Well, rhombus is maybe like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing things with his hands. Amazing <laughs> things with his hands. He's got a yeah. very lucky wife. Shorter on the top um, than the bottom. That's right. Is that how you describe your... <laughs> Rhombus. <laughs> Rhombus. Uh, so there were other independent red and orange orbs surrounding the object. And there's a wee picky... Oh, no. Oh, I deleted the picky. Again, good for a podcast. Oh, no. Actually, I think I've got the picky still here. Um, here we go. There's a wee picky. So it's got, like, a picture of a triangle with lights. <laughs> and, like, little, like, there's little asterisks around it. are like, little weird things fluttering around the triangle. Okay. Yeah. I believe that. He found that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, there are, like, here, there's a whole bunch more of them. It looks like a maths exam. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking Pythagoras. <laughs> you can suck my rhombus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're sticking to our 20% less dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. We're just upping the rhombus jokes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think we've got quite a rich history of black triangles. Black mm-hmm. as in colour or... Black budget, budget. <laughs> triangles yeah. in New Zealand. Um, it always like the thing that surprises me. I don't know whether it's just because it's the whole Kiwi attitude of like, why would they want to come here? <laughs> like, or do they want to come here because there's not many people around? It's a pretty isolated spot, and they can probably do a lot of what they want to do without attracting attention. I think not only is there uh, where is New Zealand far away, but there's also spots in New Zealand where there's a lot of people are far away from that spot. A lot of remote yeah. Yeah, sort of areas. The first tale, though, where one crashes and then you hear, like, um, trucks rumbling in in the distance and things yeah. like that. Like, it's sort of, like, almost like it was being tested and they knew that it may not work particularly well. And they mm. had, a, I guess, vehicles there standing by to, to deal with it. But You see, I, 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 my mind went to there was a malfunction and they had to um, uh, test or recheck things before yeah. they finally got it going and bailed. Yeah. So the, the yeah, trucks are there waiting to deal with it. But no, yeah. I mean, there wasn't any trucks. They didn't say they saw trucks, did they? They just heard what sounded like trucks. Yeah, like trucks rumbling by. Yeah, so that could have been um, engine testing. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's where I went. Right, rather than actual trucks. It was actually, that was just the, the vehicle itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, for me, these all scream that these are, you know, Locust TR3B craft. Yeah. Um, they're being tested. TR3B yeah. Astra, it's called. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And um, there's actually some cool photos that are allegedly from when they built the thing in Area 51. Like, you know how when you when you finish a project and you'll take a photo in front of it? Yep. That kind of thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, some quite cool ones that have allegedly come from inside there. Um, there's kind of handwritten notes and scrolls around nice. it and stuff. That looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, I'll Instagram the, it if I remember. The authenticity is, uh, you know, unconfirmed, but it's cool to look at still. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Those are the ones that Tom DeLong said were real. Yeah. I think that's what I like about this is I, I really believe that, I mean, these are, like, the, the, there's people, say, I mean, the first report's very, I think, is very credible. Mm-hmm. Um, and The other thing that, um, uh, uh, listening to Tom DeLong teach, uh, talk on, like, the Joe Rogan podcast, he said that basically, if you want to know which ones are alien and which ones are man-made, the man-made ones tend to have tail fins. Yeah. Um, that's how he kind of defines it. So if you look at this picture on our audio medium, you can see that one's got tail, <laughs> tail fins, fins on it. Yeah. Which it's like stabilizers. Yes. Yeah. 
which would make you think it's more of the man-made variety because why would you need tail fins in outer space sort of thing yeah 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 or you didn't have the tech to go around it although yeah. in saying that does the b2 have ta- have no. a tail at all no it's just a flying wing isn't it yeah it is yeah anyway cool go with jargon nice oh well um i'm happy with this tail we did a bit of Wrapping a new zealandy one and um yeah only threw in a few dick jokes so. <laughs> yeah the tower 3b astra stuff fascinates me um it's something about it that just like it ties a lot of things together yeah um so there's sightings and that are consistent with it and then there's reports that it's that kind of fit the bill as well yeah it, it all kind of makes sense when you read that book i think it does yeah it, it is exactly what it's the, the the link that all ties it very well together mm. there's obviously it's a fictional tale but uh rooted in fact mm-hmm. not a dick joke <laughs> okay um strange. happy with that one finished with that one strange yes strange yeah it's my turn to it's my turn to flick through the book do you want to flick some do music wanna, on or? do you want to intro it no <laughs> <laughs> just do it I gotta, I gotta, just before I forget. I think you have to intro it because normally it's. Um, I was gonna say before I forget, if anyone's heard dogs crying, children crying, dogs barking, sirens, traffic, um, jet engines, yeah. people yelling, um, apologies. None of that was my doing, but I'm not gonna cut any of it out. No, just, and also it's like 50 degrees Celsius. Oh my god, I'm so sweaty. Yeah, and we have to close. You know that's. We've turned everything off. To be turned everything to... off and, and shut all the curtains and yeah, <sighs> just sweaty. Turned all turned everything off. Bring shut the curtains. The got fall. sweaty. Bring on the fall. <laughs> we got a fan here that Tony assembled incorrectly. Oh come on, come on! <laughs> you didn't want that to get out there. I went to pick up the um, fan and no, that was there for it. The, the handles on sideways. A handle. <laughs> It's where the so thing can hold it sideways. There you go, <laughs> Dick. Just read your story. <laughs> okay, so uh, intro it. Uh, yep. Me? You can. Did you do the music? Uh, click. <laughs> this is the uh, final segment of the show where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained and flick to a random story. And it's um, my task to say stop. Yes. I have post-it flags to mark where we've been. What's up? Yes. Uh, I think they're in the car. <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> as I picked this up. I have some. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. We'll get out of the car and figure it out in a week's time. That's right. We're a year in. We now finally incorporated <laughs> the post-it flags. Um, okay. So I'm going to flick through the book. You're going to tell me when to stop and then I'll read and hopefully... Um, Can I just warm up? Stop. Stop, 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 Okay. Warm? It is warm. So I'm going to flick, you're going to say stop, and I'm going to read from there. Hopefully we don't run into one of these. We haven't marked any with post-it flags a year in, but next week all that will change. Ready? And we're flicking. Stop. Oh. I don't I'm just copying and mimicking you. Um, so here's so where we had to figure, to figure out. out what segment we're in. We are in the segment called. What do we got? The what do you got for us? 
What's the treat? It's a big segment. Give us a wee treat. Can't do this one at a time. Here we go. Wait. Oh, found the title here we page. Go. The sticky pages. Monsters and more. Oh. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, a of, yeah. The aerial collision. Here's a here's a good one. The Mikey. Ready? Yes. This has got some really emotive language to start off. So Love it. I'm going to do that. Ready? On a dark night in Love May. Dark night. <laughs> and we're, we're done. <laughs> On a dark night in May 1976, six Communist Party officials were being transported through southern Hubei province in central China when the driver of their jeep suddenly saw a large hairy animal on the road ahead. The driver blew the horn and the creature started to clamber up a steep slope but skidded back down to the road. It crouched there on all fours, staring into the headlights with the look of a wild man. The driver stopped but kept honking and his passengers got out to impatient, isn't he? <laughs> his passengers got out to surround the creature at a safe distance. One tossed a stone at it. The creature oh. rose to its hind legs, lumbered off into a gully, and then scrambled up a slope into the woods. The men agreed afterward that the creature had fine, soft hair like a camel's, <laughs> <laughs> with dark red streak, with a dark red streak down its back, and a face the colour of flax. The legs were long and thick, the thighs heavy, and the soles of the feet oh, were so soft thing. that the animal made no sound while walking. The face was long, broad across the brow, and narrow at the chin. It had a wide mouth. Although the creature had vanished long before the investigators arrived to study it, an anthropologist with the Peking Museum of Natural History, a Mr. Zhu Goxing, his name is Zhu, and he works at it like a zoo, suggested that it might well <laughs> suggested that it might well have been a distant relative of the abominable snowman or Bigfoot. The end. Hey, and. Page 162 for those of you <laughs> playing at home and for us next week to mark it. Well, um, yeah, it's... Like, they didn't seem very happy to see this creature. Like, they weren't very... It seemed like, like it was more of an inconvenience yeah, like, than anything. <sighs> yeah. I'll throw a rock at it. It's like if a cow wanders onto like, the road or something. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just a rock at it. Dead right. Um, anything else to add for this week? I think we're, uh, I think we're pretty much done here. Cool. Um, looking forward to some cooler weather yeah me too Whew, it's warm all right um on that note we will call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week totaloo